It's Wednesday night, so we take you now to Duffy's Tavern with our guest tonight, Mr. John J. Anthony and Mrs. Nussbaum of Allen's Alley and starring Archie himself, Ed Gardner. Duffy's Tavern is brought to you by Bristol-Myers, makers of Ipana toothpaste and Truchet, the beforehand lotion. Two products it will pay you to remember. Ipana for the smile of beauty, Truchet for softer, lovelier hands. Ipana, Truchet. Hello, Duffy's Tavern. Where do you eat meat to eat? Archie the man just speaking. Duffy ain't here. Hello, Duffy. Hey, Duffy, did you hear me on the Fred Allen show Sunday? You did, huh? What'd you think of me performance? The high heaven, huh? <laughs> Look, Duffy, with you, nothing is entertainment unless you can blow the suds off of it. <laughs> By the way, I invited Mrs. Nussbaum to come down. Mrs. Nussbaum, the dame that says, no. What does it mean? Uh, it's uh, Esperanto for Vasmoxto. <laughs> yeah. And you know who else is coming? John J. Anthony from the radio. You know, Mr. Anthony, the expert on maritime relations. <laughs> yeah, he's the guy that tells husbands and wives how their marriage can be a success. Bluebeard had the best method, huh? <laughs> Duffy, you're a little too skeptical. I'll call you back. Hey, Eddie. Uh, what is it, Mr. Uh, did you hear me on the Fred Allen show Sunday? Yes, I did. Yeah, did you think I was funny? Yeah, funny. <laughs> And, you know, when you told your first joke, I just rolled on the floor. Yeah, the first joke. Uh, well, uh, what about the rest of them? I didn't hear them. By the time I stopped rolling, I found myself sitting in the movie. <laughs> well, you missed something, Eddie. I was really sensational. You was, huh? Yeah. See, I, I forgot to tell you. Just as you come on the air, a girl from that Hooper rating called up and said they was making a special survey. Is that so? A special survey just for me, huh? Yeah. They wanted to know what program I was switching to. <laughs> Cut it out, Eddie. But what a racket that radio is, huh? Why can't I get a job like that Fred Allen instead of working in a crummy dump like this? Well, well, why don't you give your problem to Mr. Anthony when he gets you? Him? With them nasal nostrils of his, he'd like to be Fred Allen himself. <laughs> what do I need him for? Believe me... I have given just as much good advice as he has, Eddie. Enumerate? Well, uh, like to me friends Harry and Ethel, or as Mr. Anthony calls them, H and E, you know. <laughs> uh, from the day they got married, they argued and fought like cats and dogs. But thanks to the advice that I gave them, today they're both very happy. Mm. What happened? They're divorced. <laughs> And, uh, then there's the case of, uh, George and Sylvia, uh, G and C. Uh, <laughs> two people, very much in love, but there was just one thing, you see. Harry says that they couldn't get married unless Ethel stopped running around with this other guy. Who fixed it up for them? Me. How'd you do that? I stopped running around with Ethel. <laughs> However, Eddie, I uh, find that in most of these cases, it's the woman that's at fault. Just a minute, Archie. You can't talk that way about us women. 
Us women, what do they do? Make you an honorary member of the sex? (laughs) (laughs) Women are at fault. Look at poor Vera Fogarty. What happened to her shouldn't happen to a dog. But it did. (laughs) But how did it happen this time? Well, the fellow is about to get married to a see. So the preacher says, if anyone knows why these two should not be married, let him now speak. So what happened? So the fellow's wife has to, to go and open up a big mouth. Well, some wives is just narrow-minded that way. <clears throat> but look, Miss Duffy, save Vera's troubles until Mr. Anthony gets here, will you? Oh, she's been on Mr. Anthony's program, but she could hardly talk. Why? Oh, she kept crying and crying. All broken up, huh? No, she was just so happy to be on the radio. <laughs> well, anyway, she told Mr. Anthony her problem, and he said, I would like to see you after the program is over, my dear. Well, she's thrilled. What happened then? Nothing. All he did was give her a lot of good advice. <laughs> mm. Well... Look, Miss Duffy, why don't you stop running around with that dumb Vera? You know, a person is judged by the company he keeps. Uh, hello, Hiya, Judge. <clears throat> Hiya, Finnegan. Uh, say, I, I'd like to talk to Mr. Anthony. Wouldn't Ripley be better? <clears throat> uh, about what? Uh, about my mother and father. Last night, me old man comes home at five this morning. Yeah. And my mother is waiting up for him with a baseball bat. Oh. Any hits? Yeah, yeah. She drove in four stitches. <laughs> and after watching them belting each other around, I think I should never get married. Especially to a dame. Well, I don't know. Marriage ain't so bad, Finnegan. It happens in the best of families. Oh, yeah? Oh, my father married me mother, and what a they get out of I think you're just being self-conscious. <laughs> you should try marriage sometime. Uh, uh, I couldn't even remember which finger the ring goes on. Well, it's simple. It's one on the third finger from the left, which, incidentally, in your case, is also the fourth finger from the right. <laughs> Look, wouldn't you like to have a wife, Finnegan? Uh, well, maybe if I could marry Betty Grable. Yeah, but... What about Harry James? I'm afraid not, Arch. He ain't my type. Look, marriage is nothing to joke about, Finnegan. You're making fun of a very sad subject. <clears throat> Don't forget, marriage goes back a long way, back to the Dark Ages, which should be a hop, skip, and a jump for you. Uh, them was the days when if a caveman wanted a wife, he just went out and hit some dame over the head with his club. This was the first form of woman's suffrage. Well, I'll accept that. Good. (laughs) You know, marriage was better in them days, Arch. You didn't have to buy a dame a lot of clothes. Oh, them guys had their problems too, Finnegan. Even them cave maidens used to say, Darling, I simply haven't a thing to wear. You'll have to go out and buy me a new leaf. So the husband would have to say, another new leaf? Woman, do you think them leaves grow on trees? <laughs> yes, Finnegan, it was ever twice. <clears throat> huh? 
don't do that. You made me see marriage in a new light. I think I'll toss a coin. There it is. <clears throat> Heads. Well, looks like I stick to bubble gum. What was tails? Touchy Wells. Finnegan, maybe on second thought you shouldn't get married. Uh, why not? It'd be tempting heredity. <clears throat> Friends, listen. Here is something you should know. Here are some facts that may help you. Dentists prefer Ipana toothpaste to two to one over any other dentifrice for their own personal use. Yes, friends, those are the facts found in a recent national survey. So why don't you two discover just what makes Ipana toothpaste so good for your teeth? See how Ipana can help your teeth, help your smile to a brightness and loveliness you never thought possible. You see, Ipana is designed not only to clean your teeth, but with gentle massage to aid in the health of your gums. And firm, healthy gums are so important to sound brighter teeth, to that more sparkling smile. Ask your dentist. For that national survey showed that seven out of ten dentists recommend gum massage. So try Ipana and see the difference Ipana can make to your teeth. Ipana for your smile of beauty. Hey, Eddie. Uh, what other massage? Uh, Mr. Anthony didn't get here yet, huh? No, sir. I wonder what's keeping him. I don't know. But maybe he's having a fight with his wife. Uh, don't be silly, Eddie. A guy like Mr. Anthony don't fight with his wife. Want a bet? Well, Mr. Anthony. <laughs> well, sir, I'm uh, sure glad you could drop down. Thank you, Archie. Well, so this is Duffy's tavern. Yep. What do you think of the joint? Mm, well, how shall I say it? Uh, well, how would you say it if you was on the air? On the air, they wouldn't let me say it. <laughs> hey, <laughs> that's pretty good. From listening to you, I thought you was one of them stuffed shirt professor types. Really? Yeah, but you look like any of the other characters that come in here. <laughs> well, Archie... I thought you were going to be a tall, skinny jerk with big ears. Really? Yes. Well, now that we've crossed the ice... Uh, tell me, have you solved any good problems lately? No, not lately, Charlie. Uh, how come? Well... Call me Arch, why don't you? Let's be friendly. <laughs> well, people don't seem to have too many problems these days. They're busy working, making money, having a good time, and... Well, cheer up. Maybe things will get tougher. Uh, you know what the bluebird said about Maeterlinck? <laughs> okay, Archie. Huh? Oh, what is it, Miss Duffy? How about introducing me to Mr. Anthony? Well, okay, but it's a miserable way to treat a guest. Uh, John, this is Miss Duffy. She lives alone and looks it. Uh, <laughs> Miss Duffy, this is Mr. Anthony. How do you do? Likewise, I'm sure. Uh, say, I got a problem. And I suppose your problem is men? Is there any other kind? Look, will you please state your problem and blow? Well, look, Mr. Anthony, I've been going with a fellow named Breckenbridge Hartzenfelder. Well, that is a problem. Yeah. So, anyway, I, I say I've been going steady with him for two years. Yes? After two years, he went out the other day and married another girl. Well, what's the problem? Do you think he was just trying to make me jealous? <laughs> Miss Duffy, my advice to you is to forget about this man. 
But he's so good-looking. Doesn't matter. But he's very rich. That's unimportant. I said he's very rich. And I said that's unimportant. Hmm. Some advice. Uh, what is it, Eddie? That lady over there, she says she'd like to talk to you. Oh, excuse me, Mr. Anthony. I wonder who it could be. No. Well, Mrs. Nussbaum. She was expecting maybe the King Cohen trio. <laughs> What do you mean? As I'm walking past the free lunch counter, it's making a fist to pig's knuckles. Yeah, I guess the rigor mortis must have set in again. Uh, what can I do for you, Mrs. Nussbaum? I'm looking for my husband, Pierre. He is leaving my bed and board. Oh, he walked out on you, huh? Like he was Ambassador Mazeltov. <laughs> Well, that's strange. I, uh, I thought you and Pierre was very happy. In the first connubial days, yes. <laughs> then Pierre is making himself a Don Juan, a regular Casablanca. <laughs> oh, Archie, from my slipper he is drinking seltzer water. <laughs> Every day he is sending me one dozen Mrs. Minerva roses. And you... I am working on Pierre the Wild. <laughs> Handkerchiefs I am dropping. Eyelashes I am fluttering. And from the atomizer I am scraping on myself, Prince Machabago. Well, tell me, when did you first notice the change in Pierre? like this. One night we're going to the movies. It is crowded, so Pierre and me, we are taking separate seats. Pierre is in one row, I am in the next. All through the picture, Pierre is turning around to the seats in back for necking and kissing. Well, that sounds sweet. What's wrong with that? I am sitting in front from Pierre. <laughs> oh, well, I don't blame you then. So you're, you're through with Pierre and men, huh? Man, I'm giving another chance. <laughs> but this time should be romance. A knight in shining armor. Pierre wasn't the type, huh? But Pierre is shining only the pants. <laughs> now I'm looking for my dream man. A Sir Lancelot. <laughs> A prince charming who will carry me away to his castle. The <laughs> Introduction, please. It should be proper. Oh, by all means, Clifton Finnegan, shake hands with Pansy Nussbaum. Uh, charmed, I'm sure. Such manners, such a doll, a gentleman from the world. Uh, Tommy, uh, haven't we met someplace before? No. 
uh, try Atlantic City. Atlantic City? No. Look, Finnegan, let me tell you something about this thing. Uh, later, Roger, later. Finnegan, she wants to marry you. Well, I'll tell you. What? <laughs> you mean... Exactly. The dame is out to groom you. <clears throat> Mr. Finnegan, words I am not bothering to miss. Uh, now, please. Come to me, darling. Now, take it easy. Hey, Arch, help me. Don't just stand there. Say something. Well, what do you want me to say? Uh, Sounds logical. <clears throat> now, look, Mrs. Nussbaum, you can't marry Finnegan. He, uh, he has already been spoken for. Aha. Uh-huh. And who is my rival? The Smithsonian Institute. <laughs> Archie, by me, this is no competition. I am still making Finnegan Pierre Nussbaum the second. <laughs> now, wait a minute, Archie. You've got to get me out of this. Okay, Finnegan, I'll take up the problem with Mr. Anthony. Oh, oh Mr. Seymour... Mr. Seymour. Yes? Oh, oh, yes, ma'am. What can I do for you? Well, I have a problem. Oh, then you want Mr. Anthony. No, I want you. You're the expert on hand care, aren't you? Well, uh... Well, I heard you mention something about truchet at the beginning of this program, and I need something to stop my hands from becoming so rough and dry. Then I'm your man, and truchet is the hand lotion to use. Look, I'll bet one reason your hands won't stay soft and lovely is because you have to do dishes and light laundry and all those little soap and water jobs, right? Right. Okay, so what you need is a hand lotion that will guard your hands. Guard them even while they're in hot, soapy water. You mean Truchet will guard my hands even while they're in dishwater? It sure will. You see, Truchet is the beforehand lotion. You put it on before you get to work, before you do your dishes. So Truchet can guard your hands from the rough drying effects of hot, soapy water. Well, that makes a lot of sense. But how about after I get finished with my work, or when my hands get chapped from cold weather? Can I use Truchet then? Of course you can. You can use creamy, fragrant Truchet as you use any hand lotion. But with Truchet, you get a plus. Something none of those ordinary hand lotions give you. Beforehand protection when you need it most. So, friends... Why don't you all try this new way of helping to keep your hands soft and lovely? Why don't you begin today to use Truchet? T-R-U-S-H-A-Y. Now, look, Mr. Antony, Finnegan is trying to get away from Mrs. Nussbaum, so please advise her to go back to her husband, will you? Okay, Archie, you can count on me. Good, but uh, first we'll have to have a couple of test cases to warm you up. Uh, All right, what's the first case? Uh, the case of the lovesick waiter. Take it, Eddie. Now, will you state your problem, young man? Well, I'm, I'm in love with a gal named Sonia Jones. Yes? But a gal named Sonia Jones ain't in love with me. Well, I wouldn't worry about that, young man. The main thing in life is love. What a mind. What a mind. How does a guy think of them answers? Why, you're terrific, Mr. Anthony. Thank you, Archie. Eddie, have you talked with this young lady recently? No. Why don't you call her on the phone and talk to her, and then let me be the judge as to whether or not she loves you? Okay. Hello. 
This my little honey bun? Oh, excuse me, bud. <laughs> now, I want to talk to Sonia. Yeah. Uh, hello, Sonia. Yeah, this is a dream boat. No, not Charlie. No, not Frankie. No, not Sam. No, not Joe. It's Eddie. No. No. Eddie Green. Huh? No, little Eddie Green. Ah, yeah. how you feel, son? You got a cold, huh? What you taking for? Hot lemonade? Yeah, I can hear the ice tinkling in the glass. <laughs> Say, Sonia, who, who, who was that answered the phone before? Your mother? <laughs> yeah, she got, got, got a kind of a deep voice for your mother, ain't she? Oh, she got a cold, too. Huh? You want to take care of yourself, honey. I'll be seeing you. Oh, uh, Sonia, uh, don't drink too many of them hot lemonades. You know how them bonded lemons affect you. <laughs> Say, goodbye. Well, you do have a problem, young man. And I've seen cases like this before. They always seem to work out somehow. I'm sure one of these days you'll find yourself married to this Sonia. Well, I would like to marry Sonia, but I sure hate to have that guy for a mother-in-law. <laughs> and that takes care of the case of the lovesick waiter. What is the next case, Archie? Uh, the next case is Miss Duffy. Uh, a problem within a problem. <clears throat> What's your trouble this time, Miss Duffy? Well, it's like this. Every time I meet a man with brains, he doesn't have enough money to get married. And when I meet one with money, he's got too much brains to get married. What should I do, Mr. Anthony? Now, my child, the answer to your problem is simple. Have courage. Have patience. The right one is going to come along... Surely somewhere in this world there must be a man with no money and no brains. Now, the next case, the case of Mrs. Pierre N. Mrs. N., your problem, please. Well, Mr. A., for seven years... <laughs> for seven years, like through a looking glass, I'm waiting for my husband, Pierre. Every spring, I'm hoping he's coming back to me like a swallow from Capistrami. <laughs> Precisely, why did your husband leave you? Who knows? Why did Anthony leave Cleopatra? Madam, please, here I ask the question. <laughs> okay, so ask me a question. What's your problem? <laughs> Madam, madam, I, I'm merely trying to help you. You're a good man, Mr. Anthony. <laughs> this is my problem. Today I am finding my dream prince, Clifton Finnegan. A find. Well, Mrs. N. <laughs> well, Mrs. N, love sometimes strikes in the most unusual places. I think I'd like to speak to this Mr. Finnegan. I have the hideous corpus right here, Mr. Anthony. Where? There he is, right here. Oh, you better handle this one, Archie. Well, okay. Uh, Mr. Finnegan, are you ready? Uh, now, what's your name? Clifton Finnegan. Where do you live? Side Eden. When was you born? 1907. 
Do you drink? Never touch this stuff. Who's your favorite movie star? Bugs Bunny. When was you born? Clifton Finnegan. How old are you? Third Avenue. What's your mother's name? 1907. Do you drink? Bugs Bunny. Are you married? Never touch this stuff. <laughs> Mr. Anthony, I think you better take over. I, uh... <clears throat> I don't think he understands the questions. He's, uh, slightly confused. Mm -hmm. Mr. Finnegan, are you confused? Uh, of course not. Do you understand the questions? Naturally. All right, then tell me. What is your name? Bugs Bunch. Well, Mr. Anthony, I believe that gives you a clear-cut picture of the case. <clears throat> have you reached a decision? I have. Uh, Mrs. N. Yes, Mr. A. My advice to you is to go back to your husband. Back to my husband. This is the best solution available. <laughs> my... <laughs> My dear friend, under the circumstances, it's the only thing for you to do. Find Pierre, and I know that you will again find true happiness. Piles of wisdom. <laughs> I am seeing the light. Oh, Pierre will be so happy. Excuse me a second. Hello? Who? Yes, she's here. Mrs. Nussbaum, it's Pierre. My Pierre. Oh, I am too overcome to talk. You tell him the good news, Archie. Okay. Hello, Pierre. Your wife, Pansy, is here and wants you back. Yep. And you can thank Mr. Anthony for bringing you two together again. Huh? Mr. Anthony should drop dead. <laughs> If you're suffering from a cold, listen. For here's a way to get real relief, fast relief from your cold discomforts. Just get Minute Rub, a really modern chest rub. And then rub Minute Rub on the throat, chest, and back. In a minute, Minute Rub soothing menthol vapors begin to clear that stuffed-up feeling in your nose and throat. In a minute, Minute Rub starts to bring a feeling of warmth and relief to those tight, sore, aching muscles. And listen, here at last is a chest rub that's greaseless and stainless disappears like vanishing cream and can't stain clothes or bed linens. So get a tube of Minute Rub and get relief from that annoying cold misery the modern way. The greaseless, stainless Minute Rub way. Duffy's Tavern, where do you leave me, Dee? Oh, hello, Duffy. Yeah, 
Uh, well, that's right, Duffy. Next week, Edward G. Robinson. Hmm. As uh, Mrs. Nussbaum says, little scissor. You know? <laughs> okay, Duffy. We'll see you next week and so long. Good night, everybody. It's time now to leave Duffy's Tavern for this evening, but let's meet here again at this same time next Wednesday when our guest will be Edward G. Robinson. Until next Wednesday, then, this is Dan Seymour reminding you that for a more sparkling smile, remember I pan a toothpaste, and for softer, lovelier hands, remember Truchet, the beforehand lotion. Bristol Myers bring you the Alan Young Show on Friday night, and Mr. District Attorney, which follows immediately over most of these same stations. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company.